Arboria. everyone welcome to yeah but the podcast my name is vivian gabor and the wonderful thing about zoom is i get to talk to people that i don't get to see very often at all because they're halfway across the world for me and y'all today i get to sit down and talk to my sister from another country transgender Ooh, baby. <laughs> How are you? I, you know what? I, I've had a shit day, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm good. Yeah? Um, yeah, it's just, you know what? The past couple of days has just been, it's just like, yeah, I don't want to leave the house. But you know what? I'm, I'm dealing with it. I'm living with it. I had so much cheese yesterday that I feel like I've flushed out all of my toxins. I'm good. <laughs> I've been <laughs> yes that sounds very familiar I've been having so much macaroni and cheese lately like <laughs> I went through this whole thing like at the beginning of quarantine where I was like you know I could use this time to like work out and like go on long walks and eat healthier and now I'm just like <laughs> fuck it I just want mac and nope. cheese <laughs> <laughs> and making pancakes like almost every day oh god I wish <laughs> But for those out there who don't know, Franz is an incredible queen from Glasgow. Yes. Um, did we meet in Glasgow? Yes, we did, because we performed at Suck together. We did. Yeah, I remember I was very nervous to meet you because... Why? Because um, everyone had had, like, so much nice things to say about you up until the, <laughs> the meeting. And then I saw you and, like, I saw pictures of you online. I was like, oh, she's really And then you met well. me and you were like, oh, she's just a bitch. <laughs> and then I said hi to you. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was kind of intimidated meeting you. And then, yeah, we realized that we're both just idiots and then mm -hmm. it clicked and that was fine <laughs> well and also my ancestral home is inverness which is where you're oh from God, yes was, uh, i forgot about that yeah uh-huh which the next time i'm in scotland it's like it was my goal the first time i went to scotland to go up there and see it and it didn't happen and then the second time i was like i'm gonna do it this time and it didn't happen <laughs> next, it's scotland is so much bigger than anyone ever thinks it is it's it's i wouldn't say it's big i think it just feels like a while <laughs> like, <laughs> you you walk into inverness and you'll spend a day there and you'll come out with a beard and you'll be like it's been 84 years <laughs> <laughs> full rip van winkle just by visiting Early. <laughs> um so tell me a little bit about about yourself tell me how you how you got to glasgow how you started drag all that kind of fun stuff uh let's start how you got this incredible um. this incredible <laughs> mullet <laughs> oh my god well i've cut it shorter recently but it's coming back um no yeah um 
God. So I found my way to Glasgow um, because uh, I, I had reached the age of 18 and I was like, I've just finished school. I can either study uh, whatever in uh, Inverness. There's only one college in Inverness or there was at the time. Um, and I knew like a bunch of people that were going. And then I said, or <laughs> I could just fucking take the dive and move to like Glasgow or Edinburgh and just completely immerse myself and be without my parents and without my family and everyone else and just see how it goes. And then I was like, does does that mean I get to live by myself and drink? Yes, it does. So (laughs) I moved to Glasgow and I did a course, I did a three-year course in music business and singing. Oh, Which, fancy. Um, I did not pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I learned a lot. But yeah, the, the last year of college was literally, they just came up to me and said, look, you're not going to pass, but you can still come to class if you want. <laughs> I was like, sure, whatever. <laughs> How awful. Just <laughs> call you into the office. So, um, no, you've been working really hard the last three years, but uh... oh, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. I completely checked out. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. Wait, did you go? Where were you going? Uh, I was. I think it was called North Glasgow College at the time. It's some Glasgow Kelvin College. I think it's called now. Mm. But um, the the years, the three years that I was there, two of them they were doing the name change and the renovations, and they were completely like flipping the entire college upside down so the lecturers didn't know what they were doing uh we didn't know what we were doing and we just had to kind of do what with what we had and the even the lecturers were like this is kind of shitty situation for you guys if you want to leave we're okay <laughs> um, i was like you know what i'll do you one better i'll stay here but not try <laughs> so um no it was fun i got to um experience many things being in college with musicians and business mm. people uh is fun question <laughs> it's an experience it's an experience many a party was had and many a person was um uh, uh i'm trying to think of the word um <laughs> experience <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, is that what just, college is for? <laughs> I mean, uh, but no, it was a fun time. Um, I gained a load of weight, and then I started drag. <laughs> it's what you do. It's what you do. It's what you do. I started my life as a little sports jock, doing swimming and baseball and soccer, and then I started music and got fat, and now I do drag. Like that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what I did. It's just I never did sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. And then, uh, what was it? I'm trying to think how I got into drag specifically. Because I remember for my 18th birthday, so the first time I technically ever did drag was for uh, a high school um, pantomime. Mm-hmm. And I was the dame because I was the gay one. I had to be the dame. <laughs> Um, cause I was the only one who would let anyone put makeup on me. And then my friend did my makeup and it was, I think I saw a picture of it somewhere. It's so awful. It looks so horrendous. I'm wearing this big, like Christmas tree outfit that starts here and just flares out. <laughs> and this big Christmas tree wig, it was a moment. Um, 
so that's technically the first time I did drag and I love theater so it was like the piastres it was the gateway Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when I moved to college my friend one of my best friends at the time who I haven't spoken to in a while and I feel quite bad about it but um her name's Chloe she gave me like this little tin which ironically had man tin written on it uh full of makeup (laughs) and it was like cheap it was kind of like cheap like drugstore makeup but it was like a little thing of makeup she's like I would want you to do makeup and this is for you Oh, I know. And I guess that was like we stand an ally. <laughs> stand an ally. She's an ally. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. And I think when I moved down, I started. Um, I didn't really make friends immediately. I, I literally knew no one. So mm. I sat in my room and did makeup and became weird, I guess, <laughs> or weirder. Um, but no, yeah. And then uh, I practiced makeup for like. I think three years by myself in my room before I even like bothered going out to drag shows. Oh, wow. Like when I started makeup, I didn't really know drag was, well, I knew drag was a thing, but I didn't really know of the new drag that was mm-hmm. happening at the time. So I just started putting on makeup. Like I wouldn't even try to be human. I wouldn't try and like, I would just ignore my face completely. I did like weird color blocking where it's just one's blue, pink but i had like a blue face and a yellow forehead at one point it was Ooh, i love that <laughs> yeah it was really strange and it was fun and it's i think it's a very um good way to start with makeup when you take it from like more of a painter's point of view than a makeup artist's point of view because it allows you to think more um within the realm of um art rather than I want to look pr- like quote unquote pretty, I guess mm-hmm. is the word. Yeah. Um, but eventually I ended up doing the cut crease that everyone else does. So, <laughs> <laughs> but doing it flawlessly, but doing it at all these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm trying to think like, what, what, like, how did you get into makeup? What did you get into drag or makeup first? Um, I, I definitely got into makeup first. Um, it was kind of a combination of being in theater from very, very young age. Cause I did like church plays and stuff like that when I was really, really we little. love a church play. And I love the first time. I remember the first time that like um, one of the like older church ladies came up to me like right before the show and was like, here, everyone has to wear lipstick and everyone has to wear blush. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea what these things are, but do it. And she put them on. And I was like, oh, I feel great. Oh, this I, is, I was in like, I think I was in like third grade and I was like, oh, I'm feeling my life. <laughs> Just with a tube, like. Uh-huh. Yes. And then I was that kid who in every theater production was always like full face of makeup. I don't care what I'm doing. I need foundation. I need blush. I need lipstick. I need eyeliner. They oh, got to no. see my eyes in the back of the, <laughs> in the back of the cafeteria where the stage was. Oh, um, God, yeah. I still have some pictures from like my first time taking makeup class and I don't know what I was thinking. Like, like you look at a tub of Neapolitan ice cream where it's like strawberry, vanilla and chocolate. That's what my cheeks looked like because I had no idea what I was doing with contour. 
<laughs> isn't that like I think that, isn't that not like a, a a pageant queen trope where it's like she did the Neapolitan cheek? <laughs> I don't know. It should where be. It just goes <laughs> contour, blush, highlight. There's just there's no uh-huh. there's no blend. Oh God, it was oh it was so bad. And then um, it was my ex who my first ex who got me into drag. Well, he didn't put me in drag. He introduced me to the idea of it because right. I'd only ever seen like Mrs. Doubtfire to Wong Fu and things like that. Um, and he was like, here's the Sissy That Walk music video. It just came out. It's so cool. You should watch it. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what this is. And I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like, so you're telling me these are men? like honestly that was my first reaction i was like how do they have boobs (laughs) (laughs) i was so confused by the boobs i was like do they draw those out those are just drawn on and he was like i mean some of them (laughs) so funny how immediately when like usually if it's a queer person seeing drag for the first time they'll immediately go but the boobs, though. <laughs> <laughs> Where did those come from? I want to know how you did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, of course, I was always that kid who was always, like, pushing my my chest together in the, like, I'd be in the shower and be like, mm. oh! <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I have no idea how my parents did not see this coming. Like, Oh, my God. I love but then it was all over from there, and I start. I went... I was in Missoula, Montana, the middle of nowhere, not a single gay bar, nothing at all. Mm. So I just did makeup alone in my room for six months before my first pride. And it was almost a year in when I finally started performing. Um, So. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think I had like gone to so many shows before I actually performed um i'm trying to think because i think my first show was a girl show because of course it was um and i, <laughs> I don't think, think I, I, I don't think i'd ever seen a show before i performed for the first time really maybe one maybe maybe but it was mostly <laughs> just like youtube and like searching things and like watching james st james and manila luzon and like how do people right. paint, like what is going on here right oh no yeah um no because i like i started i don't know how i'm trying to think of like the moment i got i got into drag shows but i remember watching specifically party monster Mm. um and i was going through my i i I like to call it my drugs are cool phase yeah uh, (laughs) which was um uh an interesting moment in my life and then i watched that movie and i was like (gasps) And it's my thoughts. I know I now realize were super not the tea, but I was <laughs> like, they're they're so glamorous and they're so trashy and they're so like awful and they do what I do. And oh my god, I wonder if that's around here. And then I realized, obviously, that was the early nineties. Calm down, babe. No one yeah. does that anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. no, we're gonna make a resurgence. I'm gonna go out. <laughs> I'm gonna go out with a blue face and do coke <laughs> like, no, no babe, no, babe that's right. uh, so i mean that's uh, it for some people i mean it's it's enough for some um 
no and then I, I started going to shows and I realized oh actually I like the theater of it more than just being a mess mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as I love being a mess um and I think my first show was I think it was a House of Edwards show but I think it was the one where Shangela had broken her leg <gasps> uh not the actual show but like she had broken her leg oh, so she wasn't got able it. to come um uh and I was like I don't think I had actually watched the season they were on. I was like, who the, what? What's going on? What? <laughs> and then Alyssa Edwards came out and like looked at me. I was like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> and then I just, the being in that environment, I was yeah. like, oh, bitch. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. That's and a then, good energy. Yeah. And then of course I would like, I would try and get in with the, the cause obviously they'd had like uh, Alyssa and uh, performing and whatever. And, but they had the local girls perform before them. And then I would like talk to them and I'd be like, oh, so how long have you guys been like chatting with them? And then I think I managed to get in doing the doors for the shows. Mm. But, um, and I won't, I won't, I, I don't like to name names, but the person who was in <laughs> charge um, didn't pay anyone. And I would do the doors. And I guess my payment quote unquote was being in the same room as the show i wouldn't really be able to watch the show yeah but I would be doing the doors up until they close the doors for the show so i would watch like maybe half the show and i'd be like mm-hmm. you know what that's enough for me right now <laughs> i had that good i had that good um student loan kicking in i was <laughs> i was living my life um, oh i miss those days of being like free show yes please <laughs> could you right so i don't know if this so i remember my student loan days i would be given like i had already paid for i was very lucky i had already paid for my student accommodation like it was it was set out uh and i was getting my student loan payments in and i would be getting like 600 pounds a month for nothing for doing nothing and i would squander squander it and i think back (laughs) to those days and i'm like if i had just if i had just spent it on one decent thing (laughs) right i was literally thinking earlier today so in when i was in grad school i only did it because i got a teaching assistantship so i had to teach a class and some private voice students and then that was it um but I got a full tuition waiver for it. And then I got a stipend and I got $900 a month. And at that point in Missoula, it was only $400 a month for rent, which first off, I can remember complaining about $400 a month. And now I'm just like, bitch, take me back. <laughs> Let me only pay 400. Like, God damn. 400. And God. all I can think of is, Okay, so I had five hundred extra dollars a month in Montana. What? What? I don't know. I could remember. I could get an entire weeks of groceries, like healthy groceries, for thirty bucks. So where did that extra five hundred a month fucking go? I don't know. I don't know. Like I think I remember like when I was starting to get smarter with my money, although at that time smart was just, I'm tracking what I'm doing and I'm still doing it. Um, oh yeah, that's tracking, still where I am. <laughs> and I spent almost like 400 pounds just on food, just on food God. that month. And I was like, what the hell am I eating? And then I was like, oh, I have had 
13 takeaways so far this month <laughs> and i've bought um like four liters of god knows what alcohol like it was just like <laughs> babe just yeah. calm down <laughs> money's a money's a weird thing especially because like growing up i was never allowed to handle my own money so like if i had money on vacation or something my parents held it and if i wanted something i'd have to be like hey i really want to buy this and my parents would be like Oh, you really want to buy that, huh? Well, let's think about it. If you're still thinking about it tomorrow, we can come back and buy it. But usually we were on vacation when this was happening. So there was no coming back the next day to get it. It was just my parents being like, no, we're not going to let you buy that, but we're going to let you down easy. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that tactic. Uh, but it, I mean, because of that, I didn't personally learn how to deal with my money. And like... Uh. I can remember, like, I've had a job since I was 16 in retail. I don't know where any of that money went. Like, the grad school money. I had a job when I was an undergrad, too. No idea what happened to that. Just, just, oh, my God. It's as soon as you've, like, you've gone up until a certain age with, like, basically no responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And then you make the decision to leave home. And you're like, oh, I've gone from no responsibilities to I... I choose whether I live or die now. This is it. Yep. Like, so I just, I started like panic. I was just like, oh, I need this. I need this. Oh my God. Yeah. What, if what if I don't have a separate bed sheet for the eighth day of the week that might end up coming? Like, I don't like, <laughs> like I just, I, I'm so, I'm so, I squandered on so much. I bought like a pair. I remember like the first big, like thing I bought was a pair of Doc Martin boots. Ooh, and good choice. So, and the, it was the I think it was the Hieronymus Bosch ones, where it was mm. the Garden of Earthly Delight. Is it is the name of it? Yeah. Um, yes. And it was that print, and it was the oh, it was so good. Two days mm. I had them. I went to a um, underground rave. Uh, it was in an abandoned railway track. <laughs> in like the west end of Glasgow. I was in there, I, I did things, I saw people, it was great. I left, they were just brown black. Oh no! <laughs> brown black. And I had a shower the, uh, the morning after because God knows I, I slept a whole day afterwards. Mm -hmm. And um, the shower, black. The shoes, black. My clothes, uh, a shade of beige brown even though it was neon green when I went <laughs> it was so disgusting <laughs> and I remember looking at myself like maybe I should just not do that again <laughs> people wonder why I've never been to a rave or a circuit party or anything and I'm just like the <laughs> amount of grime like oh. anything like Take away everything else. Take away the fat phobia. Take away the like sweat. <laughs> take away the bad smells and the terrible music and everything. And you're left with just slime and dirt. And it's just, I, I can't. I can't. And, and the thing was, it was like a good half mile deep in the tunnel. So we had to walk no. that whole way, and it was just like it was just like crumbling, nope. whatever dirt. And nope, brick. I'm out. And I swear, <laughs> like halfway through, like halfway to between the entrance and the rave, I'm pretty sure I saw two people fucking, and I'm like, how in the earth? How on earth, right? 
one are you able to fuck right now because you're obviously on three different things <laughs> two what about the situation is sexy <laughs> I mean, I get that people get off on different things, but just if there's that much dirt just from walking, just imagine complete darkness. Imagine like, imagine like taking an enema or something the next day, and it's just like black water. <laughs> just, oh God! I just, oh, uh, you know, people what? are braver than I. Live your life, <laughs> live your life. Um, but no, so. <laughs> How did we talk? How did we start talking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, oh we were talking about how we used our money and then you you talked about oh, your Doc yeah. Martens. So it was like my first big like purchase. And even then it was, I say only, I still think it's a lot of money, but it was like 120 quid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my first, I remember the first like big purchase for me was a pair of boots from Aldo and they were 175. Ooh dollars so probably around 125 pounds and i loved those boots i wore them every single day to be fair they lasted me for like two years but it definitely was you have to swallow (laughs) a certain amount of pride when you put down money oh fully or like when i I just i know you just got a new computer too when you buy that new computer and and like you know that you saved up that money for that computer and it's a very specific purpose and it, it's been labeled as such since that money went into your account. But pressing that purchase button, oh, it's so hard. I literally, I put it off for a week. I had the tab <laughs> open yeah. and I, I kept checking with my friend. I was like, this is the one you told me to get, right? Okay. And this is the, this is the monitor I'm getting, right? Okay. And then every day I would wake up and I go, no. I no, no, I can't no. do it. I can't, I can't do it. And then when I eventually did do it, I was like, "Cool." And then I looked at my back account. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like it's just, and to, and to be honest, like I think overall it was like eight hundred and thirty quid. But then I like I started stacking up like the amount I've spent on like setup for mm-hmm. doing stuff from home. I think I've spent over, over like two grand mm. and I'm like, I mean, to be fair, that's the world we're living in now. I'm, I started trying to stream on Twitch and then realized that I was stupid. I got a Mac to be fair, <laughs> not a Mac. to be fair. I got the Mac because prior to me getting the Sims, everything that I was doing was just podcasting. So I needed good audio, um, equipment and making youtube videos and so i needed good video editing and that's what macs are great at is audio and video they are not great for gaming (laughs) and so everyone's like you know you need to get an external gpu right i was like a what i have to do i have to do a what and then i looked them up and the cheapest ones are like 180 and like the good ones are like 250 and i'm like no no i can't (laughs) I still need to buy like new lighting so I can take better pictures and I need to buy a camera <laughs> and I don't y'all drag is expensive. <laughs> it's more expensive than it. Literally when I was buying this computer, I, I was like, Oh, I was looking at the, the tower, the tower huh. itself. And I was like, Oh, that's an okay price actually considering like that's, that's it. And then like, Oh no, you need, you need to get a monitor as well. I was like, 
oh yeah duh of course yeah okay that's fine. <laughs> uh so then i went and looked at monitor i was like okay that's an okay price for a monitor that's good that's got that'll that'll do me for the time being and then like oh but you also need to like make sure you've got the correct graphics card if you're going to be gaming i was like oh okay so that's going to be extra right okay and then they're like oh no but because you because you have a tower you need uh speakers now because the sound from your thing is not going to be good enough it's like oh, okay so i'm getting speakers now and i was like Oh, also, you'll probably need a headset if you're going to be gaming, um, just because uh, you know it's going to be better. And I was like, Oh, and don't forget uh, the webcam because you want to okay. make sure that you're not like <laughs> using the built-in camera because it's going to make you washed out and ugly. And then, like the first two things I got were I, I got the mic and I got the camera, and then I just had to like I, I had to buy a ring light. I bought these LED lights because I was like that would help with performances. I think I've used the LED lights for a performance twice <laughs> but those two performances were great they were lovely <laughs> <laughs> no and oh. i think it's very interesting how drag has it's like drag always looks for a way to be more expensive oh like uh, yeah. i remember when i first started five years ago that was a goddamn long time ago. <laughs> 2015 seems like forever ago. Uh, when I first started, it was just expensive because you had to like buy clothes and you had to yeah. be able to afford makeup every few months if you yeah. were performing regularly. And now it's like, oh, but on top of that, you need to make sure that you can afford like these online services that like help you like do this thing and you have to have this membership and then you have to have this equipment so you can make stuff because we're, oh yeah we're in a pandemic so we can't perform live <laughs> so you have to make sure that your equipment's good enough that you look good because if you do great makeup and then you have a terrible video it's gonna look like shit and no one's gonna <laughs> believe that you're gonna drag Ugh. and if you're gonna perform live you need to have a good mic otherwise you're yep. gonna sound shit anyway and then like if you don't have mm -hmm. the correct lighting you're gonna look bad anyway and then no one's gonna see your dress from the bottom down so there's no point in wearing a dress anymore. i literally have started just making tops <laughs> like it's just just waist up for me like i've started actually tops <laughs> yeah i just started like actually um styling wigs now because back along like a long time ago you know last year yeah. um everything else looked great and so if the wig didn't look super great at least the outfit was super flashy so no one noticed the wig but yeah. now no one's gonna notice the outfit because they're only seeing like the top four inches of your chest <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of my stuff like doesn't have a strap because i don't like them so if i'm wearing like <laughs> my bando top like dress they're not even serious they're just like are you naked i'm like no i've got this thing covering my boobs it's like it's like all those youtube people who do special effects makeup who are like i'm i'm wearing a top i promise you just can't see it and they yeah. have to like stand up and be like look i'm wearing clothes uh it's i've it's definitely so started taking more like headshots and things where i'm like i'm i'm not wearing clothes it's you're, you're just getting skin from the chest up i don't care literally and like now i'm realizing like i have one necklace like i never buy accessories <laughs> so like i think i've worn this necklace in like seven different live streams and everyone's like just get another necklace jesus christ necklaces are expensive <laughs> and i'm like pay me for one 
you know the old adage the more you drink the prettier we look right now it's tip us even like double so that we or triple or quadruple so that we can afford something to <laughs> make us look better tip, the prettier we look. <laughs> if you see um, something like tip us if you see something you don't like tip us even more because it means we're probably poor fuller and like now it's like the last six months i've cared more about wigs than i have in my entire career fully like absolutely and i still only have like two nice wigs (laughs) i'm getting to the point where i don't know where i need to store my wigs because i don't have wig heads i only have my like one that i use for styling and so i have like a wig hanging over here and i have a wig hanging over there and i have like wigs in these boxes back here (laughs) yeah because you don't want to like lay them down because that all that hard work goes to nothing. Yeah, but like, well, a hard hard work's a strong word. But, <laughs> um, no, but like I'm currently wish, in New York. Uh, My bedroom is half of the living room, so I don't really have storage space. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, like, yeah, and having to like encapsulate pretty much your entire life almost in one room mm-hmm. is like. I just, I have so many, I have, I don't even think I have a lot of clothes, but there is a concerning pile of clothes that just can't go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> no, I on, I get it. I, I think I own, I have moved so many times that I've consolidated everything I own down to like a couple boxes and a suitcase. Oh, great. I love it. I, okay, two suitcases because I started like <laughs> making more drag recently. But I have, like, four t-shirts, two pairs of pants, a sweatshirt, and that's about it. I don't understand how messy my room gets with clothes on the floor. It's like, I don't own clothing. Where is this clothing coming from? This isn't fair. (laughs) Like, every time I look at the pile, I'm like... It's getting bigger, but it's just the same stuff. Like, <laughs> it's multiplying on its own. <laughs> I feel like there's like some sort of osmosis going on with my shirts. Like I'm looking at it, it's like, I own like 10 shirts. Why are there 12 shirts on the floor? <laughs> like I don't get this. Well, and now even more than ever, like our, our homes are becoming more sets than anything else. Like yeah. just for the general populace, because of social media, because of it's, this is something I've been thinking about a lot, actually. And I've been trying to figure out how to talk to it and who to talk to about this. <laughs> but like with TikTok and with Instagram and with all of these things, there's such uh, an importance put on the fact that our living spaces have to be like posed and have to like look like they're out of a magazine. Yeah. And I'm like, this is where I live. There's going to be stuff like these <laughs> shelves. I can't touch because they're, they're set up to look a certain way. And now I'm just like, except they're now they're getting dusty. And what if I want to drink that bottle of wine? And like, <laughs> do I have to buy another bottle of wine just so that I can like look good on camera? Like, <laughs> That's why literally like I, I set up this desk because like, I had it set up so that the wall was behind me and it would just be a blank white wall and I could put whatever I wanted on it. But then I realized that my computer would just be like on the desk with no like support behind it in case it falls. So I was like, right, I'm going to put it up against the wall. Mm -hmm. And then I realized before, like 10 minutes before uh, my first like show afterwards, I was like, you can just see my bed. You can see like, you can almost see the takeaway I had yesterday. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? If people want to rat on me for having a dirty room when this is like 
the only place I've been in like three weeks. I'm gonna like I'll just slap him the next time I see him. Right? Like I'm like this is this is what I have right now, and mm-hmm. this is what you're getting. And I'm still in drag, and I'm trying my best. So fucking deal with it. <laughs> my goal, my goal at some point in my life is to set up because right now I my desk is set up so that it's like kind of in the middle of the room. But again, I only have a Mac, so it's like this thin little screen that sits in the middle of my desk. I'm not worried about it falling anywhere. Um, but at some point in my life, I want to make it so that I have this like streaming corner or like YouTube making corner where like I can put my computer on with my desk against the wall. And then on the ceiling, I just have this like bar, like curved bar that I can just like string curtains on. So like when I need it closed, I can have it closed and like have like a cool background. And when I need it open, it's just living. I can have it open. But that requires money. (laughs) (laughs) Fully. And like, I was literally thinking like after doing all this, like I was uh, talking like quite late at night. um, And obviously my flatmate's bedroom was like right across the hallway. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, do I now have to think about soundproofing? Like, am I going to have to fucking like get like full foam squares to like stick on the wall so that my like I'm not keeping my flatmate up at three in the morning which I I know I am at some point yeah. and I'm just like I don't want to do that but it's the the only way I'm talking to people and I'm talking to a lot of people from America right now is like they they start streaming at like 8 p.m which for me is like midnight yeah and then I'll be playing with them and I'm like it's three in the morning and I'm like I don't want to well and on top of that you have all the pressures of like people who've been streaming for years and years and years and have all these followers and they have this beautiful setup because they've been streaming for so long and they do make money off of it yeah but because you aren't and you don't you don't look as professional and you look like a newbie and so no one's gonna follow you because they're like well you just look like a newbie why would i care and you're like, yeah. well, I guess I have to somehow cough up thousands of dollars to make sure that I look like a professional. So you think I'm a professional? Actually, like I was, I was uh, doing another stream on Twitch. Now that I have my PC, just as like a, a test to see how it would run, and it ran really great, and I'm happy about the PC. But then I was like, oh, and I was looking at it through my Twitch through the OBS um, that I'm using, and I'm like, oh, so now I need to. I need, I need to think about getting emotes because people subscribe more if you get emotes because the emotes are like kind of the selling point. Oh, but then what? I also need to like get my own custom Wait. background because people... Wait, what's an emote? A, a so, what? So on Twitch, um, gamers <laughs> have these things called emotes, okay. uh, which is like just basically little smileys that are personalized for that channel. And if you subscribe to them and they have like... I think you only get them if you have a certain amount of like channel oh, got or whatever. It. But um, uh, if you have them and people see that, oh, well, if you subscribe, you'll get these like three emotes and they're really cute and they're really fun. Then people are more likely to subscribe to you because they'll want the emotes and people collect the emotes. So I was like, right, okay, I'll have to think about getting emotes, but then you obviously have to pay an artist to make them or make them yourself, which I'm not going to do because I don't, do art digitally and then they're like oh but you'll have to get a custom background with that as well you might as well get that while you're at it and then like (laughs) 
Everything costs money and I'm terrified. <laughs> I I honestly, there are times where I look at some of these YouTubers and some of these Twitch streamers and people like that. I'm like, how do you, how do you make this much money? Like this totally. cannot be coming just from YouTube and Twitch. Like, Maybe it is. Maybe I'm just not understanding how all of this works. But I... I yeah. And a lot of that has to do with um, the three things, which um, I'm just going to take for face value. One of them is looking a certain way. If you're pretty, people are more likely to watch you. Okay, I'll go start going to the gym and working out <laughs> in a mask. <laughs> uh, number two is um, being like incredibly charismatic and keeping it ongoing for hours at a time and not like dipping. Mm -hmm. And then three is knowing the algorithm, which is the worst part, and like trying That's to do that as to your like advantage. I mean, not is, saying like, I have the other two things, but the algorithms make no sense to me. <laughs> like, I'm like, I literally, like I stopped almost posting on Instagram altogether because mm -hmm. people kept like going, oh, like I'm posting at a certain time and that's like my peak time. And like, people still aren't, I'm like, I don't care. It's a picture of your face. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. and it obviously matters to a lot of people and I don't want to disparage it as a career prospect. But no, like, but the only time it becomes a career prospect is after you have a certain number of followers. Yes. When the algorithm picks you up and it's like, oh, this is obviously someone that people like to see. So we'll start <laughs> suggesting it to more people. And but until that point, you're just spending thousands of dollars hoping that something works. Really? And like, obviously that's, that's how drag works as well, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I mean, it's how any business works, but the problem, the thing, the difference between like an actual business and, and online stuff is online is, I mean, businesses aren't guaranteed, but online is really not guaranteed. Yeah. Like you can open a store and if it's a good store, eventually it'll start making money. Online, you could have a great store with best content. You can do everything better than anyone else and still not get recognized for it. Fully. And when the product you're selling is yourself, mm -hmm. it, it can be 10 times worse because then you start to feel like you're not good enough because yep. people aren't buying into you as a person when they're really not. And like it, the, the entire... And this is why when people do drag or do YouTube or do Twitch or whatever for the sake of doing it, mm -hmm. it's why they end up like hating it and then like moving on to something else because you really have to want to do it. Oh, yeah. Before you start. Otherwise, you're just going to start realizing that it's really not worth it mm -hmm. unless you get either incredibly lucky or you're incredibly smart. It's really not worth it. And you have to put yep. in years, years mm -hmm. like doing drag i did i think i did drag for at least a good two years before i was even semi-regularly paid mm -hmm. and then it took me up until last year to uh have it as a job yeah so that's four years of just me wanting to do it before it even became viable i mean i've been doing it for five years and drag is still not viable for me i have to have all sorts of like i started doing designing because that was way more viable for me yeah um and that's why like i've i'm starting a website and that's going to be up sometime soon because Ooh. 
Well, because when you just start posting things on like Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that, you get a lot of stuff right as soon as you post it. Like as soon as you post it, it's like 20 people are like, I want something. Five of them might come through. Yeah. But then traffic dies down because so many things are being posted all the time. Yeah. So having a website is a much more consistent way of seeing what people want and actually like making general income. But it's it's so weird. I don't I I obviously have not cracked it. I now have two podcasts, a YouTube channel, uh a Twitch channel that is going to be changing into just me singing and doing makeup until I can <laughs> afford to get a GPU. <laughs> um and then you and this is the thing like and I think we're both kind of doing it now that you said that is like I've I've tried to do like YouTube stuff. I tried to do online drag. I've tried Twitch. I've tried so many different things. And then you just burn yourself out because you're mm-hmm. dipping your toe in so many different things that require yeah. so many different aspects of your person. <laughs> well, and there like... are people that can do it, but those are generally people who have lots and lots of money and can pay to have assistance and pay to have yeah. people editing their videos and editing their podcasts. I do everything myself. I have two podcasts yeah. and all of that editing is me. Um, which is one reason why this podcast isn't edited <laughs> beyond the fact that I like that. It's just like a, uh, like a chat. It's a chat. It's a conversation. It makes you just be in the same room as some cool yeah. people. Um, but I'm YouTube videos are all edited myself. Everything, anything I post is me fully. I'm... If you ever message me on anything, it's me. I can't afford to have an assistant. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there is an aspect of that that I enjoy. Like, when I, and now that I have merch TM. Um, yeah, I'm yes, so excited. I'm so excited. that They just got shipped, actually, so I'm really <laughs> excited to get them. Um, but, yeah, like, when I was making these T-shirts, I was, like, well, when I thought about having a T-shirt, I was, like, right, I want to be able to uh, pay one of my friends to make the, the art. Mm-hmm. And I told, <laughs> there's, there's a really funny story, actually, um axel is the person that did it axel aurora and they're a great talented artist funnily enough started twitching um nice tw- started twitching actually really <laughs> uh, uh, uh started uh, streaming twitch. uh <laughs> good time uh, of year to start twitching <laughs> i i mean that's all i've been doing for a week um <laughs> god uh what where was i oh no yeah um so i i I told axel maybe three years ago i was like if i ever get a t-shirt done i want you to do the art but i want to be able to pay you for it and then axel said yeah sure whatever that was three years ago and then (laughs) i finally came up to them and was like hey i actually have the money thanks to uh, a lovely government check would you be able to do this and they're they said, yeah, sure. It only took you three years. <laughs> Which is, hey, um, that's really fast in drag time. It really is. And then <laughs> I, I thought about like getting the design. So after the design was made, I was like, right, do I do this as like a red bubble thing or do this? Uh, and then I thought, if I'm going to make t-shirts, if I'm going to ha- have merch with my face on it, I want to be as involved as possible. Mm-hmm. So I've decided to do everything myself. And when I say, like, not everything. Okay, I, I was say, like, well, you're sewing the shirts, you're, yeah. like, <laughs> embroidering I'm them. the fabric, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking the cotton myself. No, um, <laughs> like, 
uh, like I'm getting the shirts made, but everything like shipping, handling, um, like the packaging, everything is like personal to me. And I, I want it to be personal. Like I'm putting little notes in each of the bag. Like I want everything to have mm-hmm. as much of me on it down to the smell. Like I want it, I want it to stink like me uh, because <laughs> I think, and this is obviously no, like nothing against anyone who sells stuff on Redbubble, but if I were to sell a shirt on Redbubble and then people started getting it, I'd be like, I've bought shirts off Redbubble before and I don't love them. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like, I want to make sure that people enjoy the shirt. Yeah. Or like it's a, an inclusive, like I mean, a that's size a whole part of thing. Like, a, yeah, that's a whole part of the branding thing though. And it's becoming even more important as like cosmetics companies have really championed all of this, like cool packaging and stuff like that that people are now expecting, oh, if I order something, it's going to be like specific colors. Everything's going to coordinate. There's going to be a note. There's going to be postcards. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. And I'm sitting here like, I just sew things in my living room while I'm watching Penny (laughs) Dreadful. Like, what do you want from me? You're going to get your outfit in a black bag with the note on it that says, it's done. Take it. (laughs) Get this out of my life because it's been stressing me out. <laughs> no, I'm I to anyone listening who ordered things for me, I do it because I love doing it. I do get stressed out, but only because I want things to be perfect because I'm a perfectionist oh, no. and I want you to look good. Also, can but I it's just, stressful. Can I just um as someone who has asked some uh, someone who makes clothes this in the past, is this the worst possible phrase that anyone can utter to you? Do you think you could make me a tool dress but just like lots of layers of tool you know like um you know like that one dress that they keep wearing on drag you know like that dress like th- yeah that one could you make me that dress how much would it be is it not much <laughs> like <laughs> i just the look on your face i made that mistake to a friend uh like a, a year and a bit ago and i now understand why they hate me uh <laughs> no <laughs> i i have had people ask me for the dresses like that and i just turned them down yeah, people, I I've, I was turned so, down. Not only, <laughs> not only is it a lot of fabric, but tool as a fabric, you touch it and it rips. <sighs> so, like, generally, I've seen a, a few YouTube videos of people making them, and the one that we've seen on Drag Race a few times is generally around 120 yards of tool. Which, when you think about it, the tool that they would have to be using isn't the, like, super light and airy stuff. You would have to use a little bit heavier stuff. Mm. And that is $4 a yard, which doesn't sound a lot. But $4 times 120 yards of it, you're looking at 480 bucks just for fabric. <laughs> Plus, each of those has probably, like, 100 layers. Like, so many layers upon layers upon layers of tool so it's gonna be at least two weeks to three weeks worth of work. Um, yeah. So I would not do that for less than probably a couple thousand dollars. It's fully like you might as well ask them to like hand embroider it as well. Like it's. Oh yeah, I would rather <laughs> sit and stone something than make a tool dress. <laughs> I, I would rather just sew these bugle beads into the tool. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> like I have an outfit that by the time it's finished, I finished like the outfit. I finished the shoes that are sitting behind me and I still need to do the wig and I'm putting stones in the wig. By the time it's done, there'll be around 10,200 stones. I would rather do all of that again than make a tool dress. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, and I, so I, in hindsight, I don't think it was worth it morally, but I ended up buying this big tool skirt from AliExpress. And it cost me, I think like 35 pounds, which is insane. <laughs> when I tell you like the, the fabric alone costs more than that, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, not over there because it's all child labor. <laughs> I was about to say though, like after they're I getting it paid I pennies, arrived, I was like, "It looks great," but I feel like an awful person. <laughs> like you I should bought, <laughs> the cost of someone else's happiness, and then I've just never bought anything off Ali. I mean, there's a reason. Like I'm so desperate to start doing like historical drag, like like Edwardian and Victorian and like stuff Ooh. like that. The problem is you have to have so many underlayers and like you have to make bustles you have to make crinolines you have to make all of these things and generally there's at least like four kinds of skirts underneath the outer yeah. skirt and all of them have specific ruffles on them and i'm just i i'm not willing to ruffle that much fabric right now oh god <laughs> luckily it's all cotton <laughs> <laughs> i do have a marie antoinette design in my head <laughs> that i'm desperate to do maybe maybe next year i'll have the money in time oh gosh yeah but like and that's Be nice to your well. designers. <laughs> please, please. Um, that's another thing as well is like, I started looking at my drag just like from a financial standpoint. I'm like, this is expensive, but I generally don't consider myself to look expensive. Like, I don't think that's the point of my drag. Hence why and, we say it costs a lot to look this cheap. Yeah, fully. And like, it's like... I'm trying to think the most expensive thing in my closet probably cost me a hundred and something, but it was because it, I got it made for me. And it's like the one thing I've ever gotten properly made for me, I think um, from scratch. And like, I barely wear it cause I don't want to get it dirty. Like, <laughs> and I, I like, I like cheap, I like cheap things. I really <laughs> like, Here's the thing. I wear, you know, this like spoken like a true Scotsman. Like, you know this like leopard print uh, shirt uh -huh. I keep wearing? That cost me, uh, I think, like £25, which to me... That's a lot. It's like a lot. <laughs> I wear it all the time. I'm getting the most like out of that. I get... I, w I wear the most expensive things in my closet maybe once, and I'm like, I don't want to touch it again. Mm -hmm. I'm not touching it. Like, I don't think I could ever have an expensive tool dress because then I'd be like... What, I, First off, storing that thing will be hell. Oh, like that skirt alone takes up like a quarter of my wardrobe. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the people who have those things, they either rent them for red carpet events or they have three closets in their home and one of them is just for special event clothes. <laughs> really? Oh, God. It's like looking at these people, like, like imagine if cribs existed nowadays. It would literally <laughs> just be the amuse-bouche menu for eating the rich.
It's, it was. I mean, it kind of it kind of does. Have you ever, um, if you look up Architectural Digest on YouTube, they have this series called Open Door, and they go to celebrities' houses and just like tour their houses, and it's so cool. <laughs> I mean, the thing like, is, I'm such a from- nerd for internal <laughs> in- interior design that I'm just like eating it up, like. Uh... Dita Von Teese's house is possibly one of the coolest things I have ever seen in my life. I have seen her tour her house. That she has an entire life. room of shoes. <laughs> an entire room of shoes! <laughs> of course she's Dita Von Teese and has the funds to be able to do that, but still. Yeah. Like, it was back back, back when um, <clears throat> Shane Dawson made that video about uh, <clears throat> Um, I watched, <laughs> I watched the full like tour of Jeffrey's home and I was like, same, how is it humanly possible for someone to live like that and own so much and like still want more, like still like, w- do you not reach a certain point and go, I'm done. And then just stop. I mean, (laughs) I want to know when the, like, ability to buy things in your mind kicks in. Because, like, I have trouble going to the grocery store and seeing what it says, oh, you spent 40 bucks on groceries. Knowing full well that's at least three days of food. Like, I still have trouble spending 40 bucks on things that I physically need. Yeah. So I can't... I want to know... At what point do you have so much money that you're like, absolutely, I could afford a Louis Vuitton bag? Like, oh yeah, you don't even look uh, at your your account. You don't have. Have to. you? You just like just take the card. Have you ever been into a Louis Vuitton store? I have been outside one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the summer that I moved to New York, I road tripped across the country, and so I got to like. I was just doing stuff for the fuck of it because I could, because I didn't live anywhere yet. And I was in a U-Haul and doing whatever. And I was in, I think I was in Denver. Was it Denver? Maybe I'm mixing up stories, but uh, which I do a lot because I've done a lot of stupid shit in my life. Uh Um, But me and my friends went into the Louis Vuitton store because it was there. And we were like, well, we're not doing anything else. There's barely anyone in this mall anyway. So let's, why not? Let's walk inside and not buy anything, but just like actually get to like see what's in a Louis Vuitton store. Oh my god! The second we stepped inside, they started following us around, and we're like, "Did you want something? What do you want? We let let us help you. We can help you. We can, like I've worked in retail long enough to know that they thought that we were going to steal something, and I'm oh, I did not look schlubby. I looked my normal self, and my normal self does not look like a schlub. I like I don't look like dressed to the nines. But I'm clean. And like <laughs> the rips that are there are generally intentional. Um, and they were like following us around and you we could not get anywhere near the actual merchandise. Nothing has a price tag. There are no, there's no like there's no price tags. There's no price tags. You there's no them. like this is the this is what this bag is titled. There's no like labels on anything. Anything. Because it's just a showroom. Capacity to walk into those into those stores, you you already know. You yeah. Already, you've been to one before, obviously. Of course, they, you just hand them your fucking black card, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll just well, I'll just have a look." Like, I, or like, speaking of the Jeffrey Star 
documentary series when he goes in and is like having his car customized. I literally was like, wait, you can customize cars? <laughs> like, I'm so below that that I didn't even know that was like, obviously I knew you could, but like customization of a car generally means that to me means that you like know enough about a car that you can like take out what was there and put it back in yourself yeah like you're building your own car but not like oh i haven't seen my car in three weeks because it's in the shop being customized excuse me how do you drive anywhere oh wait you have four other cars okay (laughs) no i'm just gonna take the jeep instead (laughs) (laughs) the jeep you mean the land rover (laughs) oh yeah fill the land rover sorry the jeep's in the shop as well um, <laughs> it's so insane and like what happened to back in the day when like um doing something to your car meant like putting a cd player in it <laughs> that was fancy oh my right? god or when they created the like the radio <laughs> cd players that had the removable face plates so they wouldn't get stolen and they still got <laughs> stolen <laughs> like a full pimp my ride where they're like you've got speakers in the front and the back <laughs> <laughs> You have LEDs running around the roof of your car. You're cool. You open your trunk and there's a George Foreman grill. <laughs> like, now people are like, my car just plugs into a regular outlet. Yeah, that's just how it comes from the factory. Like, <laughs> oh, and by the way, did I tell you that the outside of my car can change color just by me pressing a button? <laughs> When I open the door of my car, there's a little light that says, too good for you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a meme that's going around right now where this guy, like, goes up to people getting out of really fancy cars and asks them what they're doing, what they do for a living. Oh, God. And the one that's currently going around is this middle-aged white lady steps out of the car. He's like, excuse me, can I just ask you what you do for a living? And she's like, what? He's like, I just want to ask you what you do for a living. And she's like, I'm married. (laughs) Oh, that one. That one. I oh, it's so that. good. It's like, it's like you know good on you, girl. You knew how to get that money. Like, I, I know she's a Karen, but for that brief second, I was like, I, I enjoy you. I like that. But also teach me your secrets. Like, <laughs> teach oh, me God. the ways of seduction so I can be married for a living. So I can at least have a sugar daddy who isn't just trying to scam me on Grindr. Uh that is like one of my favorite memes of like um like th- straight people posting on facebook it's like i was born in the wrong decade and it's like pictures of the 50s or it's like <laughs> staged pictures of what people thought the 50s looked like and then i'm like cool then why don't you go to war and die <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like oh my god men. it must have been so amazing i wish i was born in the 20s oh you mean where you could actually like risk your life drinking a shot that thing that you do 50 of every weekend do you do do you have tuberculosis do you want tuberculosis i'll give you tuberculosis do you want to get murdered by the mob and have no one ever know what happened (laughs) oh i'm just i was born in the wrong decade i was supposed to be born in the 1600s oh yeah you wanted to die at age 13 from consumption oh oh you got diarrhea and died from it (laughs) <laughs> oh, you mean you don't have enough money for a plate and you, you'd rather just eat off of really hard bread for a week and then eat the bread? Oh, what? You cut yourself on a nail and now people are digging your grave? <laughs> <laughs> you want to actually worry that vampires might be real because you have no actual scientific evidence as to why they aren't? 
<laughs> oh my god oh uh, no okay well on that note <laughs> um wait <laughs> I, <laughs> there's no there's no segue out of that <laughs> Um, speaking of dying early speaking of dying early do you have any advice for young queens <laughs> do have any advice? Do, um, to be honest any advice I have to give for young drag performers as a whole is probably moot to this point um, I mean if you guys want just a lesson in how to do a great mix just watch Franz's video oh. she she has this one number Oh god, what one? <laughs> Is it nine to five? <laughs> yeah. And I wish there was a full video of the full performance. It's just the beginning that I've ever I'm seen. Sure there's one. And it is the funniest thing that I have like when I'm having a really terrible day, I literally just put on that mix <laughs> and I watch it like ten times and I'm laughing my head off by the end and it makes everything better. Oh, that's so good. Like, I think that's like the one thing I pride myself on is like I, I went to college and I learned how to use certain things. So I can use Audacity to make a fucking good mix. Like <laughs> I, I can do that. And my favorite thing about making mixes is pissing people off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like But <laughs> but in the right way. So like as oh, yeah. you're getting angry, you're laughing and you're like, why am I laughing? I'm super you're, angry at this. It's like the kind of laugh that people do where they're like Oh, <laughs> like, they're here just, we go again happy but it's too good like <laughs> like edging people i think is the good word yes like edging yeah is the one you know what advice for young queens and young performers as a whole edge your audience make them want the good part of the mix make them want give them up until the no no, no we should just leave and it at, just don't give it to them we just should don't. just leave it at edge your audience and let them come edge up with their just just go into the front row just go at it for a while and then don't let them don't let them have a release <laughs> they're like oh but i just if we need we need this britney bitch we need it and like i'm not giving it to you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just the song it's britney bitch but the whole thing is just the instrumental and then you get to the end and it and all she says is it's and then you walk off stage and everyone will just be like it's no! Like, <laughs> or I really, I really, I had this idea a while ago, and I'm pretty sure it's been done before many times. But I had the idea of like actually just making a normal mix, like a really funny, like good mix, and then halfway through, um, have a Spotify ad play, and then have it. Keep so everyone gets mad at the every, DJ. Like, <laughs> Like my favorite thing is making a mix that is so well produced that people actually think the DJ is fucking up. <laughs> and I like, I have to go up to the DJ and say, I apologize in advance. This is actually going to happen. Don't worry. It's not you. And then the people are like, I can't believe the DJ did that to you. And I'm like, I know it's such a shame, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that DJ never gets hired again. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad sometimes, but it's so funny. One of my favorite comedy mixes that I've made, there's a moment in the middle of it. So it's Dancing on My Own uh, by Robin. And it has all these other sound bites thrown in here and there. But there's a moment where I just stop everything and I found this clip of this guy saying, look at me! (laughs) (laughs) It it goes on for a good like 20 seconds. Oh. Look at me! 
Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> and I just get up in someone's face and they're just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And they get so scared. And then I just go on with the number. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And that's, I think a lot of performers forget that there's like, there's, the, I think there's like three or four stages of um, how long you can do something in a mix. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the first one is you just do like a really quick snippy, like sound bite that'll get people to laugh. It's like a quick, like immediate gratification thing. There's two where you'll put it in and it's like, it can be like a, a like a slightly more lengthy bit. That's like a joke with setup or like a little, mm. like, when people do like the the night the lights went out in Georgia, but it's mm -hmm. like only a little bit of it. Yeah. And there's number three where I think it kind of falters and they sort of miss a beat in the comedic timing, mm -hmm. or it just doesn't work properly with the song, and then it just sort of takes you out of it a bit. Then there's like four, five, six, seven where you just do something for so long, <laughs> which is like one of my favorite things. You just do something for so long. The joke has been funny stopped being funny been funny again and then you're just on the edge of it not being funny anymore and people are like right what the fuck's going on then i'll carry on <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely and it's what i love doing too is there's the whole idea of the rule of threes of like you can only do something three times before it stops being funny yeah but i often find with a comedy mix if you do something that fourth time or sometimes a fifth time it's it's the change of expectations of you do something three times and people are like oh cool we're that's it we're done with yeah. that joke we can move on they move on mentally then you come back to the joke and it's funny again because they weren't expecting it yeah there's like but also i think if you're gonna be doing that you need to, and this is just like us talking about the technicalities of comedy <laughs> which i think is really, but like which is great because i'm terrible at stand-up <laughs> like if you're gonna do the rule of threes the the three has to have the sort of same beat between them where it's like one thing two things three things if you go straight into the fourth thing i think it'll kind of ruin it oh no it has like, to be like one two three four then it goes yeah. like oh, right, oh right, right. <laughs> you have to you have to fulfill their expectations before you can break their expectations and I love breaking people. <laughs> <laughs> In every way possible. Really? Oh. Um, on that note, where can people find you online? <laughs> you can find me, uh, friends underscore gender, pretty much anywhere. Twitter, Instagram. I don't post a lot on Instagram. My Twitter is lit, though. You should go there. Um, <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash friends underscore gender. Is it friends underscore gender? <laughs> <laughs> I've not. Actually I do that attention. so many times. It is friends underscore gender. Uh, you can um, follow me there. And I've started streaming again. I'm going to be playing some spooky games all October Ooh. and doing makeup and being an idiot, as I usually am. Amazing. Yeah. And all of our information, as always, is down in the description box. If you're already listening to this podcast, you better be subscribed. If you're not subscribed, I'm going to come haunt you. For the rest of your life and you don't want that because you waking up to me in the middle of the night is just not fun 
I'm I, not I'm not having fun. And if I'm not having fun, you're not having fun. So just subscribe. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to the episodes, please download them first, because that's how we get speaking of algorithms. That's how you get into the algorithm on iTunes is by downloading, not by listening. Um, so please download those episodes. Um, I also have a Twitch. I'll make sure that I add that in because I twi- I stream on Twitch every Tuesday and Thursday Ooh. at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, there was also something that I was going to. Oh, and I it was back when you were. T- I was like, there was something else that I was going to use this as a way to plug myself. And I <laughs> it was when you're talking about merch. I always forget I have merch. Feel free to get oh, yeah. merch on dragqueenmerch.com. Just search for dragqueenmerch.com, Vivian Gabor, and you'll find it. Um, I think I'm between... Um, Vivian Panay. <laughs> no, I think I'm between... I'm going to look this up, actually, because one of the queens that I'm between actually has changed their name since then, and they haven't updated it. So I think I'm between Vicky Vox and... No. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm between Vicky Vox and Vivica Galactica, but let me double double check That's that. A name and a half. Well, her name is now Xenon TV, which is Xenon TV. Great name. <laughs> oh um, okay, performers. Here we go. Here we go. All performers, not just the famous people. Thank you. So if you go to the dragqueenmerch.com website, you have to go to the menu and then click on performers and then all performers and scroll down to V. And I am, yep, right between, no, I'm I'm between Vivica Galactica and someone named Vivi Incognito. Vivi Incognito. So there's that. Hmm. How many queens are on it? Lots of queens, actually. I See, I literally have only really heard of, like, fam- famous drag queens, like, I mean, it, so... Oh, you can't, you can't. Like, oh, there we go. go. Like, so, so many, so many. Um, But yeah, so if you want to get some merch, I have a a tote bag that has yeah, but on it and and the logo. And then I have a couple t-shirts, one that says Viv or Die, and then one that has myself on it showing my butt. Um, But yeah. Thank you so much for being here, friends. Thank you so much for talking with me. I'm I actually have the energy to go cook something now, so that's fun. <laughs> Yay! Go cook something so that you don't order takeout. <laughs> really. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening, and have yeah. a good whatever time of day it is. Bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to Yeah But with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time.